Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Your Dose of the Show. A lot is going on right now. It is uh, Friday, March 3rd, and keepers are in. Uh, we've uh, we've completed our votes. The voting period is over. Uh, we're, we're, we got the draft coming up. A lot is uh, a lot is happening in the league, and I have Jared, the co-commissioner, sitting right next to me. How you doing, Jared? How goes it? Oh, I am so excited for fantasy baseball. Last year was terrible for me and I am it's behind me. I can't wait to go this season. It's actually given me something to think about other than, you know, nurseries and babies and all that other stuff. Uh, that's certainly less important during baseball season. So yeah. I'm doing good. All right. Well, that, that that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going through the same thing, Jared, so I know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. Let's get right into it. Um, with The votes are, have been complete for the 2023 voting. Uh, we'll get right into it. The first vote was fast or slow draft, and slow draft won. We, uh, we have eight votes for slow, four for fast, and I know last year I kind of de- deviated from our uh, fast draft Uh, We've done for 15 straight years, and I forced everybody to go through the experience of having the slow draft, and now we put it to a vote, and the majority went for the slow draft, so that's what we're going to be. We're a slow draft league league now until... uh, we voted back fast. Is uh, what, what do you think about this, Jared? Yeah, the reason behind uh, the final decision, and I think everybody will agree here, is really the flexibility. Uh, I don't see any issues now moving forward with us finding time to draft. Everybody's going to know it's going to be approximately starting two weeks prior. So it'll be a lot more routine-like and, uh, again, just adding some flexibility. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's just easier with uh, our lives. We're all, you know, we're, we're, we are in our mid thirties, this league, and uh, we're focused on our careers. We're starting families, most of us, or some of us, and we just, uh, a slow draft kind of fits better with a lot of our lives. So um, yeah, uh, one thing that we're going to do differently this year than last year's slow draft is uh, we're going to freeze the clock for a shorter period of time. So um if your pick comes up uh before 8 p.m you're gonna have to pick it that night or you will be auto picked uh if it picks uh, after 8 p.m then it goes to the morning so that's uh the one the one change for the slow draft on to our next vote innings or quality innings pitched or quality starts and this league has been quality starts for you know we're a category six by six league and we have had quality starts in our league for so long and uh, we we haven't really ever put to, put it to a vote. Uh, their quality starts had a lot of people have their opinions on quality starts and innings pitched was a uh, a similar type of category and we decided to put it to a vote. Uh, again, eight managers voted for innings pitched and four voted for quality starts. So we are making that transition to innings pitched, and I feel like this is such a big change in our. Our, um, our our league but at the same time is it that much different than the stat quality starts is how, how do you feel about all this I'm on the opposite end of you there uh, Char I don't think it's going to have as much of an impact as you um, and certainly as far as roster construction goes you know I'm not going to be picking up I mean I'm not going to have any different amount of starters on my roster than I did last year. You know, in terms of my draft strategy, I probably will draft starters in the same capacity I was again last year. I don't think this will have a major change. I do think as far as 
streaming goes, uh, it, we may see more of an impact there, but the pitchers are who the pitchers are, you know, regardless of the, our rules, they're still going to not throw that many innings to start the season. And as, as the year goes on, the best pitchers are going to be the ones that are playing for the competitive teams. So, you know, that's, that's how, that's where I'm at. No, you make you, you bring up a good point on uh potential streaming because uh, it, it's pretty hard to pick up a stream, a quality start. I mean, we all take our shots, but um, if, if it happens or not, if the, the streamer gets a quality start is definitely up in the air, it's much, you, you know, that you're going to get probably four or five innings if you, if you stream a pitcher. So I, I'm interested to see how this impacts the move rule over the course of a whole season. Um, you know, I'll re- reiterate the move rule right now. We have 50 free moves. Uh, the next 10 moves are $5 each. And the 10 moves after that are $10 each. And there's maximum of 70 moves total. So last year we brought in, I mean, Ben bought, I think it was $110 worth of moves. Ben went crazy, but uh, we usually bring, we usually buy about $150 of moves per season or the league buys it. And I'm interested to see how that's impacted um, just because of we're innings pitch now. I think Ben goes over $110 this season. He's got that doctor's money. No stress. For the record, though, sticky noted, I think he goes over $110 spent on moves. I, I think I think the league will go, I'm going to say $250. I think there are going to be $250 in, in moves bought this uh, in, in 2023. Um, all right. So, yeah, you got something else? Yeah, I, I'm really interested to just see, because quality starts was like a single digit, you know, for the total of the seven-day matchup, right? Whereas innings pitch is now going to be potentially – two to three digits. So it'll look a lot different on the scoreboard. And, and I think we're going to see like even further discrepancies uh, in that. Um, so that part of it, I'm really interested. That's yeah, uh, that is a good point. It's, it's cool how one vote can, uh, can change a bunch of different aspects of the league. Uh, this next vote was huge and we've never, we've been in ESPN league for 16 years complete now and uh, we're headed into our 17th year and we've had we have a couple of managers wanting to switch our platform. You know, we're, we're already drafting on the CBS software and it's undoubtedly better than ESPN's. Um, so, yeah, we are we, we ended up putting it to a vote CBS versus ESPN. The results were ESPN nine, CBS three. So we are overwhelmingly going toward go, uh, staying at ESPN voted by the league. And um, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see this. This is a big vote. Uh, it ended up uh, just being, everybody wants to kind of stay put or not nine out of the 12 teams want to stay put. Jared. I'm shaking my head over here because apparently we have a bunch of old heads in the league who are talking about the reason we can't switch is because they don't want to learn a new technology. There is, I work in the tech space for a living and software makes our lives easier. And CBS would have done that for everybody, you know, in the long run. Um, definitely disappointed in that, in the outcome of that vote. I'm fine with, with moving on with ESPN uh, in the meantime. I mean, we were just talking about, um, you know, how we are all busy and, you know, being young professionals and, 
and uh, with our families and everything. I, I think I think uh, change is um, you know is scary, and, and we're comfort you know we're com- we're comfortable for with ESPN. And yeah, and learning a new app that would be a, we're, we're busy lives. We got busy lives, so I uh, I definitely see where uh, where a couple of managers uh, are are coming from there. This next vote was another big vote. Where we are a four keeper league uh, again, twenty two roster spots, four keepers, so eighteen uh, rounds we redraft, and uh, that was voted. Uh, I mean, the vote was four or five keepers, uh, and and the results were. Four keepers, nine. Five keepers, only three managers voted for five. So what do you think about these results? Yeah, glad to see it stay at at four keepers. Um, Just the difference between four or five keepers, the percentage of that. Four keepers of 22 roster spots is 18%. Five keepers of 22 roster spots is 22%. So So we're talking 4%. Yeah, so it may not be as significant like talking about those numbers, um, but happy that there's now that I'm looking at, you know, the available players and the amount of keepers, just happy that there's an extra 12 guys uh, in the pool to select from because, you know, these keepers are, are top notch guys and. And, uh, you know, I want to have those. I want to have some of these guys on my team to, to have. And uh, again, keepers are in. Right. So uh, we and we already voted for four keepers and adding a fifth would take probably an extra 12 out of the player pool. And uh, just looking at the, you know, the draft pool right now with all the keepers stripped out, um, it, it's you know, it, it's pretty rough. It gets pretty rough pretty quick. So I I I. I I'm kind of happy we stuck at four. Um, again, we have uh, the keepers are evolving with super keepers. This is the first year of super keepers. We're going to get into that. So I like the structure we're at we're at right now. Um, and uh, going into that, keepers are in. And I wanted to reiterate our our structure, our keeper structure, uh, because we are a four keeper league. We voted on four keepers, and you get to keep your keepers in the same round you drafted them in. And for twenty dollars per keeper, and there that twenty dollar salary basically is for three years. So you get to keep your keepers at twenty bucks a piece for three straight years. And then we voted three years ago. We voted to implement super keepers, meaning after their third year of being kept, they their uh, keeper price escalates twenty bucks every single year. So um, that, that's kind of the structure. We have four keepers, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, I think we had four four keepers per team, so we had forty eight keepers right now, and uh, it was everybody just uh, submitted them. They're all on the the Google Drive, uh, so yeah, that that's updated. But yeah, let's dive into the keepers. Yeah, of the forty eight, we've had two super keepers, right? We we have uh, Acuna and Ozzy Albies, both Atlanta Braves. Uh, I will add, looking at the list of. 48 keepers from this year, 11 of them will be eligible to be kept next year as super keepers. So we could see a large jump in that super keepers going from two to potentially double digits next year. I mean, there are some really strong names on this list, Char. Personally, I got my boy Tatis right at the top. You do. You have Tatis, uh, Real Muto's on there, Woodruff. I, I have Olsen. Um, you know, fried, uh, freed, Bichette, Otani, who's arguably a cheat code in our daily lineup league, uh, Jordan Alvarez, 
Vladimir Guerrero, Juan Soto, Bieber. There's so many good players that are going to be on their third year of our, that are this year is their third year of being kept. And if you guys want to keep them next year, you're going to have to pay $40 to keep them as their, as their keeper price escalates. Yeah. Of those 11 guys, we're sitting here talking about 10 of them in, in a traditional 12 team league in the top 50 players that of uh, projected players. So there's a lot of really strong keepers in that, that three-year contract class. Yep. The other half, I mean, not half, but the other side of the equation is when did you draft them? And I know uh, like Juan Soto was drafted in the third round. Uh, maybe, maybe that doesn't hold that much water as a, uh, uh, Bo Bichette in the 13th round or Shohei Otani in the 10th round. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're all going to have to make these decisions. I, I've decided to keep Ronald Acuna in the sixth round for 40 bucks this year. And next year, I'm going to have to make a decision to keep him for 60 bucks because he's going to keep on going 20 up, 20 up. So until I throw him back in the player pool. So I do like the structure we're at. Uh, I, I, I do like, I mean, I'm interested to see how it all unfolds over the next couple of years and how, um, you know, ha- as we have these difficult decisions with these rising salaries. Yeah, well said there. And, uh, you know, it's good to see of the 48 keepers this season, 21 of them will be on their first year of, of a new contract. 21 new keepers. That's a lot. And and of those, of those two of them are, are from our prospect draft, which is cool to see uh, George Kirby mm-hmm. with Drew B and uh, Vargas for, for Ben Z. You know, that's um, I, I do. I'm interested to see how Vargas works out because he's kind of like a buzz name this year. He doesn't, he hasn't really, I think he batted a buck 70 when he got the call up last year and Ben's already hanging his hat on Vargas and, and keeping him as his uh, keeper in the 13th round. Well, with Gavin Lux going down, you know, Vargas has a little bit more playing time. No, you're right. And, and we, um, you know, we did add the keeper rewards, right? So if you're, if your keeper wins rookie of the year, you get an extra 20 bucks at the end of the season. So, you know, maybe that impacted his decision, probably not, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's an interesting one at least. Yeah. He's going to need some help. I mean, you know, of, of all of, uh, the teams with keepers, I would say he's, he's got to be on paper in the bottom half of that with O'Neill Cruz who don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm really high on O'Neill Cruz, real Muto, another strong keeper. And then he's got Grayson Rodriguez, but that's how just compare his keepers to the rest of the league's keepers. That's how strong most of the, our teams are this season. There are a lot of good keepers. Yeah, and and the thing about Ben's keepers, uh, they are the the best value. Um, mm. they, they average in fifteen and a half round, the fifteen point five. So his his average keeper round is fifteen and a half, which is pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he's got O'Neill, Cruz, Grayson, Rodriguez, Vargas, kind of a, a team that's built for the future. But these guys can can definitely uh he can compete with this team um so yeah out of all the all the keepers i'd have to say just looking at them all undoubtedly we have eisenberg in my opinion which is the absolute worst okay even though berg was telling me i like the late round guys because i get to use all my early picks his guys are are just not that good i mean correa in the seventh that's his that's his uh earliest round and then he's got joe ryan in the 12th Seiya Suzuki in the 16th and then Freddie Peralta in the 20th. So these guys are all right, but just looking at the, you know, looking at all the other teams, uh, this one just sticks out as a sore thumb and, you know, Berg might be in for another rough year. 
Yeah, the, what's nice, the only thing he's got going for him with that being said is that he's got an average, his average draft position for his keepers is in the middle of the 13th round. You know, Ben also has an advantage there with his average draft position being in the middle of the 15th. Right. Round. They get to use all their picks and, uh, you know, where I, I have to burn a, a six round pick for Ronald Acuna. So I understand that. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, uh, MJ and Zim, they, they're actually the highest average draft position of their keepers, um, both sitting right around the seventh round Zim with judge and Alonzo, two big boppers, uh, up at the top of his draft this season. And MJ is going to have to sit on Corey Seager and Vlad Guerrero and El Contrero, who are all in the top six rounds. Well, I mean, Jared, I do have to ask now that you've brought him up. Uh, Pete Alonzo, I know you he was mm. your boy, and you you decided not to keep him. You decided to keep Nathan Ivaldi over Pete Alonzo. I think your draft round was in like the 15th or something like that. Um and now we see Max keeping Alonzo in the fourth round a year later. Um, what are your what, what, how, how do you feel? How are you feeling about this? I have a Alonzo uh, T-shirt jersey. Definitely uh, wear it proudly still. Um, Alonzo is on my favorite team. I would like to be rooting for him. So, you know, that. with that being said, I'm not that upset about it because as I sit here today, I'm actually more upset that I did not trade Eovaldi to you last year for like a, a double-digit draft pick that I could have probably used. Um, so I'm more upset about that. That you got your priorities out of order because if you could Pete, if you can keep Pete Alonzo in the 15th round, I think that's where the value would have been. But uh, yeah, let's, I mean, your keepers in general, let's, I mean, you got Tatis, you got Adley Rutschman in the 10th, Tatis in the 12th, Alec Manoa the 13th, and Logan Gilbert in the 15th. All these are kind of mid to later rounds for the keepers. I, I, I do like what I see. I appreciate that. There's uh, some other strong teams uh, out there as well. Obviously, we've highlighted Casey's with Otani, Alvarez combo, but uh, Wiggle. You know, I want to I want to give Wiggle um, a strong nod here. Corbin Burns up at the top, not so much, but then he's got Julio Rodriguez, absolute elite player. Wandy Franco is probably going to have a better season than last year, and then Dylan Cease in round 21. Uh, yeah, Wiggle has some strong keepers. Yeah, I, I do want to uh, bring up one last thing before we move on. Um, I, I do Otani, like I said, he's a cheat code. We're, we are a daily lineup league. Uh, most leagues out there are probably weekly where you only can use Otani as a pitcher or a hitter, but you can use him in both in our league. I'm going to put up a vote for next year. I think Otani should count as either two keepers or double the keeper price. So I'm sure the Casey's are going to be looking forward to that one. Oh, interestingly enough, I just noticed we have a correlation between the lowest average draft position for a keeper with Berg and Ben being the lowest. They both have three players on one year on their first year of their contract. So that's an interesting little, little bit there. All right. Well, overall, all in all, there was 48 keepers, uh, two of which were super keepers. So two, two of which were 40 bucks each. The rest were 20. The total amount was $1,000 on the dot for our keepers that we, we paid for this league uh, this year. 
So now we have the dues. Uh, we we know what everybody owes this year, and um, we know what we can contribute to our our, our league bank account. And um, with the keepers in, uh, the twenty twenty three uh, the yeah the twenty twenty three contribution will be one thousand five hundred and forty bucks, and that brings our current bank account. Assuming everybody pays right now, I know dues are due uh, during the All Star break. But after the dues are in, we're going to have 4383 bucks in our bank account, uh, ready to go for a league trip. Yeah, we took the last league trip, I remember, it, it well under that amount. Um, so it sounds like we have enough for our next league trip, really. And, you know, we're, we started talking about it, guys. Like, our goal hit, our number one goal and priority for this league trip is to have as many managers as possible attend we that that is the most important thing so we're we're probably going to be bringing a couple options to uh the league and i think we're going to have something kind of set in stone by uh who knows but it, it, it's coming we're, we're game planning on our league trip we got 4300 bucks to spend let's have a good time let's uh let's go out for a, a, a short weekend and uh and you know see some watch some baseball but uh in what way we're, we're going to find out um, what else we got here, Jared? Yeah. Uh, draft order determination um, last year was very successful. Looking forward to another uh, really league competition again this year. We added a fourth event. Uh, excited about that. Uh, and that and, and our four events are going to be the Masters, Home Run Derby, NFL season long. And last but not least, our Super Bowl props. Right. And uh, so I, I, the Super Bowl props is interesting. That's something we've never done. The Masters is coming up uh, in April. So that's about one month away, literally. Uh, so we'll have uh, an, an, a, one event in the books uh, right off the get go. Uh, and I, I'm, I kind of like that and um, excited to do it with uh, with golf. We haven't um, we haven't done a DOD event with golf. So uh, I, I like the four events. You know, we got good feedback from the league outside of uh, Berg. But uh, people like the events. People like how we determine our uh, uh, order, ordering our draft slots. And um, and speaking of which, the DOD is going on right now, so the draft order is all but complete. We have two two managers yet to complete. Berg is currently on the clock as we record this episode. And then Jared, you are you finished last in the DOD, so you're kind of get you're going to take whatever Berg doesn't. Yeah, look, just looking how it shook out. I'm. I'm okay with where I'm going to be set uh, here. So really just losing that a hundred dollars kind of definitely stinks. Um, and that's another element uh, that, that we've added to the league. And it seems like uh, it's, it's fun competition. Yeah. I think everyone's uh, down for it. I think uh, since adding another event, we're going to get even more action out of it. And uh, yeah, I, I, we're, we're looking for a great season, a uh, great draft, you know, being on the end though, Jared, speaking of the DOD, um, you might not be up for days at a time, just being on that swing, but you know, it just is what it is. Yeah. We can actually see, which we could last year, we can see the average time per pick. And I would be very interested. Maybe we should have a pool who can finish. There's either the shortest period of time or the longest period of time. That'd be fun to track. That, that would be interesting. Yes. But that CBS does track the uh, the time that you're on the clock, OTC. 
And um, we uh, that maybe we'll do something with that information. But as of right now, we're not. Uh, maybe it'll be just fun to look at. But yeah, the draft is coming up. Uh, the draft the draft order is all but determined. We have two picks left. And then the draft is the 13th. Uh, Monday it starts. It's going to start at uh, 8 a.m., I believe. Uh, it's a six-hour slow draft. Um, I'll probably give some information on that. And then once teams are set, we're we're clear for opening day, which is March 30th. And uh, and then we got baseball. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to probably have another one may- maybe before opening day. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, we're, uh, we also expect that we're going to try to get every manager on Dose of the Show. We want you to ha- have your voice uh, for the league and, and give your opinions and, and just chat about some some baseball together. I think that's a good uh, idea for everybody to be on at least once throughout the uh, the regular season. Another year is upon us. Year number 17. Number 17. I see the trophy right behind. So we're all we're all chasing Char this year. I'm going to defend it well, boys. We're out.